on into your head number 744 uh, stuff about Mars uh, stuff about dogs on Mars uh, stuff about dogs going to Mars uh, stuff about uh, the world in general or the world specifically and as to well you see what I mean as we go along uh, and lots more I've always been a great believer in the dictum quod ete arachnophobia arachagum, which, as you're no doubt fully aware, uh, means, uh, well, you're probably not fully aware about the last couple of syllables of, of that, which accidentally became the word agum, which is an Irish word for which uh, I don't really have an English translation, because it's one of those words that doesn't translate very well. Uh, it doesn't really mean much. It's more of a grammatical thing. You'd say, tossum something something a gum for example or you'd say uh tow alone something 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 a gum uh, there that's it in context still doesn't mean anything on its own it's like if it's like if you were english which you probably are or you're a native english speaker and you were to say uh oh let's think of an example now let's say if you were to say uh disestablish and he'd say to me uh, there's no uh, direct translation for the phrase disestablish because it's only a small part of a of a bigger context as part of the word anti-disestablishmentarianism you can't translate part of a word you have to translate the whole word well a gun would be a bit like that uh, in a way except it's not that's why that's the problem you can't think of even of a comparison uh, to make it clear yes yeah, so just forget about it not trying to pick up bits of the Irish language for Christ's sake uh, there's no point picking up bits of a language, you have the whole language and nothing but the language or else you have no language at all there's no inter, there's no interludery happy medium so, so stop, stop with your crap stop with your crap and just shut up and listen to the following podcast We've a lot to get on with today. Items that need to be attended to. Issues that need to be addressed. Topics. Oh, topics. We've got lots and lots of topics. We're positively booming to the scenes with topics. We've got topics coming out of... Uh, topics coming out of this mouth. This mouth. This mouth will... Uh, this mouth will orifice. Uh, this more mouth will uh, outlet. It's an outlet. It's not an inlet. Well, it's an inlet when it's being used as an inlet. Uh, but in its current... Uh, it's coming to you today in its capacity as an outlet, not an inlet. Uh, the stuff to be coming into my mouth, I can tell you it won't be words i've got other places you don't take in words through the same orifice through which you put them out that's disgusting uh, there's a reason there's a reason why the words come out from a entirely different part of your body than the words go in although maybe it's not that far away it's only a couple of inches away because uh, they say oh apparently apparently it's perfectly safe uh, for your head uh, to take in words as well as take them out if that was a tree and there was taking in both car 
carbon dioxide and oxygen through the same orifice, that would be considered dangerous to say. That tree is a danger to society. Uh, there's the, there's the only a couple of inches between where the carbon dioxide comes in and the oxygen goes out. And if those two get uh, mixed up, up or contaminated in some way, that could poison every human being in the world, or outside the world for that matter, or depending, uh, well, depending on what you consider the world to be. I consider the world to be Earth. Uh, not anything, anything outside of Earth is outside of the world. It's another world, uh, or else it's the space between the worlds. If there's another, uh, Mars, incidentally, the other planets in this solar system are not themselves worlds, because there's nobody in them. If in order for it to be a world, there has to be someone in it saying, hello, I'm in this world, I'm of this world. Now you can travel to Mars all you like, but until you get there, it doesn't exist. It's not a world, because there's nobody there to claim it as a world. There's nobody sitting there on top of that freaking Mars Roamer robot uh, revolver, whatever the fucking hell is called, or Mars, oh, the Mars Rover Peanut Tracker Bar that's going around there with its wheels at two inches a year. Uh, there's nobody there to say, oh, look, uh, this rover is of this world. For a start, it's not. It's from another world. It's from our world, and Mars has no right to claim it. A Mars bar or no Mars bar, that's not our, that's not Mars's robot, no matter what you might choose to call it. You can call it the Mars rover all you want. You can call it the so-called Mars so-called Curiosity rover, or you can say it's not the so-called Curiosity rover. It's the Curiosity rover because it's called that. Uh, well, that still means it's the so-called Curiosity rover. Everything is the so-called something. This is a so-called podcast because it's so-called. If it was called, uh, I might change the name of this podcast to the so-called Into Your Head podcast, and then everyone would have to say it's the so-called, so-called Into Your Head podcast, except they wouldn't have to say because it's not a law. There's no law saying you have to call it that, uh, but he'd sound pretty stupid if he didn't do it, so it's effectively a law. It's effectively a law just by uh, just by osmosis. Right, osmosis. Uh, hold on a minute. I'll just put my glasses back on. Uh, bear with me. Uh, that goes over this. This goes over this ear, which is a problem if you're wearing headphones. Ah, fuck. One, there you go. I should probably edit this out. Will I, will I edit this out? Uh, note to future self. Consider editing this out, and if this is still here when you listen back to it during the editing process, uh, it means you've decided not to edit it out so you can ignore this note. Anyway, two dogs walk into a bar on Mars. One of the dogs goes straight up to the bar counter and says, I hope to Christ this is one of those trendy oxygen bars that they started talking about in the news about five years ago that got very trendy. People used to go out to these oxygen bars and you'd plug into an oxygen thing and you get an oxygen high. It was just like that thing you get at the dentist that makes you laugh, the laughing gas. It was a bit like that and there was a trend. Oh, everybody was doing articles about it a few years ago or it's just like a few years before that when everyone was doing articles about the new craze called podcasting uh, a couple of years after that there was a new craze called oxygen bars anyway the dog goes straight up to the bar and says i hope to christ this is an oxygen bar and the man behind the bar says no sir it isn't but i do have a spare oxygen tank here i keep one here in emergencies in case i nearly become dead from the failure of the one i'm wearing uh, so 
so please know if my oxygen suit fails, I'll need to take this back off you straight away. And the dog says, that's fine, I understand. I'm a dog, I know my place. Humans are more important than me. I know my place in society, even, even if it's a new society on Mars. I assume the same role that I assumed in my old society back on Earth. And the man behind the bar says, are you telling me that you came all the way from Earth? How old are you? You're a dog. And the dog says, I'm seven years of age. I spent the last uh, three and a half years traveling through space at a great speed. Fantastic. Well, not that great. It took three and a half years, obviously, uh, but great enough to get me to Mars within half a dog's lifetime. Isn't it absolutely fucking fantastic? And the man behind the bar says, it is indeed. Do you want to put this suit on now? Because uh, you seem to be, oh, you don't look very well, if you don't mind me saying so. And the dog says, well, I am a dog. Well, what's a dog supposed to look like? And the man behind the bar says, good point, good point. Uh, but it's not going to be a very enjoyable point for you if you don't put this oxygen tank on. And the dog puts the oxygen tank on. He puts the tank on his back and he puts the suit over his uh, front legs because it's designed for humans. He puts the sleeves over his front legs and he puts the trouser legs bit over his back legs. And the man behind the bar says, oh, that's interesting. That's exactly how I imagined a dog would wear one of these. Makes perfect sense. And the dog says, of course it does. Of course it does. Uh, there's no big, huge uh, anatomical differences between a four-legged animal and a humanoid. It's just that instead, you just, uh, wherever you see something for arms, you just replace it with uh, the thought that they're for your front legs. It's perfectly simple. Perfectly simple. And if there's anything with gloves on us, they're just like socks. You don't you just don't fill up the finger parts very well. It's absolutely fine. As long as it's, it's probably room for a bit of an air pocket in the little fingers there if you're wearing gloves. I wonder is that bad for you? Maybe not. Or maybe does it become a vacuum or an air pocket? I don't know what happens when you're in a when you're on Mars. This is all new ground we're covering here. Hence the name Curiosity Rover. And the man behind the bar says, Oh, are you the Curiosity Rover? I always thought that was a robot, not a dog. And the dog says, uh, well, that's that's rather, uh, you, yeah, it was rather presumptive of you. A rover is a very common name for a dog, and I'm a dog, and I'm a curious dog because uh, I was crossed with a cat a couple of generations ago. I, uh, and as they say, curiosity killed the cat. Well, thankfully, in this case, it didn't because you saved my life with this uh, oh, with this oxygen tank suit, which I'm now wearing. And the man behind the bar says, well, thanks for explaining that and the dog says oh thanks that's very clever thanks because it's an oxygen tank except there's only one oxygen tank so that doesn't work because that have to be plural and the man behind the bar says well i'm wearing one too so there's at least two in the vicinity here and the dog says fair enough fair enough fair enough and the man behind the bar says, indeed it is. Said, Have we run this story into the ground yet? And the dog says, what do you mean yet? That assumes that you think we are going to run this story into the ground. And the man behind the bar says, well, we usually do, don't we? And the dog says, speak for yourself. And the man behind the bar says, I am speaking for myself. 
I'm hardly going to speak for you, am I? And the dog says, well, that's rather unkind. I'd uh, I'd save your life if I could. I'm man's best friend, but he won't even speak for me. And the man behind the bar says, well, you're doing a perfectly adequate job of doing it for yourself. If you weren't able to speak, I'd speak for you if I could, but I'd have to be able to read your mind. And the dog says, and you're saying you're, you're assuming that he wouldn't be able to read my mind. That's the very defeatist attitude. And the dog's the man behind the bar says indeed it is indeed it is and the dog says indeed it is indeed it is and the man behind the bar says indeed it is indeed it is do you see what I mean now about running this story into the ground and the dog says "Uh, yes I do yes I do but I remain optimistic and the man behind the bar says well I don't think you're going to be optimistic for much longer and the dog says well I think uh, you're wrong I think you're going to be proved wrong and the man behind the bar says and when's that going to happen and the dog says uh, now that you mention it it's not and the man behind the bar says I rest my case and the dog says I thought you said there wasn't that kind of a bar and the man behind the bar says it's not it's not but I rest my case nonetheless it's a metaphorical case as not I'm not claiming to be a barrister at the bar I'm claiming to be a barman at the bar I'm not claiming it at all it's up here in writing behind me on this certificate that I'm pointing at now uh, despite this being an audio program I'm pointing and I'm not even pointing behind the bar I'm pointing up at the ceiling in my spare bedroom it's fucking ridiculous I'm pointing here while I'm uh, making up a story about a dog in a bar on Mars you ever heard anything so ridiculous in all your life the dog says I just did I just did except it doesn't seem all that ridiculous to me because I'm part of it and it's very real to me and the man behind the bar says you've got a hell of a lot to learn about rock and roll and the dog says oh that's meatloaf isn't it and the man behind the bar says no this is uh, this is just uh, it's just leftover beef from the Sunday buffet and the dog says oh very witty very witty indeed and the man behind Behind the bar says, uh, that's great. And the dog says, what is? And the man behind the bar says, oh, nothing. I was thinking about something else. And the dog says, what's great about something else? And the man behind the bar says, well, that depends on what it is, doesn't it? And the dog says, exactly. So what's great about whatever it is something else is? Or in other words, what is something else? Because if you tell me what the something else is, then I might instantly know what's great about it, and then you won't have to explain any further. But if you tell me what it is, and then I don't instantly realise what's great about it, then you'll still have to answer my question as to what's great about something else. Although I suppose you won't have to, you know. Not obliged by law to do so or anything but it will, it will kind of grind the conversation to a halt if he didn't and the man behind the bar says it's not my job to keep up conversation in the bar I'm not a patron I'm here to serve the drink uh, you if you want if you come here for conversation have the conversation with other patrons not the staff and the dog says oh excuse me excuse me and where are these other patrons may I ask and the man behind the bar says I believe they're shipping another three uh, patrons every two years from Earth. And the man behind the... The dog behind the... Uh, the dog behind the space in front of the bar behind behind which stands the man says oh I forget what I'm replying to now and the man behind the bar says it's time for a brief commercial interlude and a great night sad by all into your head
Remember, we value the opinions of you, the humble and ignorant listener. Email Neil at studio at intoyourhead.com. Support the podcastual arts at no cost to you. Just click through the Amazon link at intoyourhead.com whenever you go shopping for anything, even if you use Amazon UK or Canada. We'll take your weird foreign money here. We're not proud. Just visit intoyourhead.com and click on the appropriate Amazon banner. Nuts. That's what they call them. They call them big, steaming, shit-eating, piss-piling, monkey nut, vomit-inducing uh, piles. Uh, oh, excuse me. I'm very sorry about that. I belched. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to all the offence I've caused. Uh, somebody comment on this podcast in a review in the iTunes Canada store. They commented that they don't like my belching. They disapprove of me belching. They disapprove of me not keeping wind trapped inside my body that could cause me to die. You can't just... You have to let hair go, you know. If it's going to come out, uh, you have to... Oh, you have to cock up your leg and let it uh, let it free let it free uh, like that the Beatles new song that came out a few years ago they got a track of John Lennon recording off old tapes and they put together a song went a little something like that I like this rather it went free as a bird the next best thing to be I better stop there because there's copyright restrictions there. I don't own the rights to the Beatles as free as a bird. The Beatles probably own it. Uh, well, you get the idea. You have to, you have to release the belch. Release the belch. Uh, no matter what the Canadians may think about it. These Canadians, they come along and they think, oh, look at me, I'm a Canadian. I'm going to, I'm going to go into iTunes and this podcast that I've listened to. I'm going to say something about him belching because I object to people belching this guy's 3,000 miles away from me at the other side of the Atlantic Ocean but apparently his belching has an impact on me I can tell you if my belching had an impact on you the last thing oh the last the smallest of your problems would be whether or not my belching had an impact on you it would be whether or not the re- resulting earthquake was to destroy your country not that I want to destroy your country I have no wish to destroy can uh, Canada or any other North American country or any other country for that matter, matter why would I want to destroy a country Christ though it's more to life than going around destroying countries that's not to say it can't be part of your life it just shouldn't be it shouldn't be uh, in fact it probably can't be part of your life unless you have enough power to do so in order to destroy a country you'd have to have a lot of power or wit or some sort of I don't know what would you need to have to destroy a country well not going to think about that too much uh, because if I come up with an accurate answer then it'll be the equivalent of giving out instructions on how to destroy a country and that'll be oh that'll be tantamount to uh, doing the above doing the above giving out instructions on how to destroy a country which is not something I want to do I don't want to although I would be proud of myself if I figured out how to destroy a country I just keep it to myself 
stuff. In fact, I'd probably, I'd probably make sure I destroy my brain so that I don't, uh, I don't want to end up like the fella who discovered the, who invented the the uh, hydrogen bomb or whatever it's called, and be racked with guilt for the rest of eternity. So if I ever do figure out how to destroy a country, uh, hopefully I'll have the intelligence to figure out how to destroy just a part of my brain that stores that information. Uh, surely the Christ that can be done. If that could, if you if you can figure out how to destroy a country, surely the Christ you can figure out how to destroy a small part of your brain and allow the rest of it to survive. Uh, for all I know, I could have done that already successfully. In which case, I've done a damn good job of it, haven't I? Absolutely fucking fantastic. Uh, anyway, as I say, uh, monkey nuts. That's what they call them, monkey nuts. Now. Uh I know what you're thinking there. You're thinking this episode is very the world stroke monkey nuts stroke Mars uh, stroke uh, destroying a country centric. Uh, well, so far it is, but you've only heard two thirds of it yet. I haven't even made the the third third yet. That's I don't even know that there, these are two thirds. I only assume that there's going to be another third. May it well turn out that it's just that it's another quarter or that it's another sixth. You can't predict. You can't predict fractions like that. No matter how clever you, you're not fucking Professor Stephen Hawkins. And even if you are, Professor Stephen Hawkins isn't psychic. He just gives off that appearance by doing his, oh, by doing his thing that he does with the, uh, with the thing in front of his mouth and the thing with the thing in front of his, uh, winky eyebrow thing. Oh, he doesn't do the winky eyebrow thing anymore. I'm not sure. Maybe he doesn't. I don't know. He used to have a, he used to have a thing coming out of his glass that would monitor his blinking and would say, uh, Professor Stephen Hawking blinks, uh, therefore that means uh, that the universe works in the following way. And they would automatically write three ch- more chapters of a book based on his blink. Uh, tell you, if, if, if you have that much power in your in your right uh, frigging eyelid, you fucking wanted to go paralyzed because you don't want to end up like me with the ability to destroy a country. You can probably do that. Uh, so that's probably why he said, fuck this for a shot. If I can achieve all this with one eyelid, uh, I think I need to stop using this eyelid before I invent a nuclear, uh, the nuclear bomb again or rediscover it or something or do something equivalent. What would be the equivalent of uh, reinventing the nuclear bomb? I suppose reinventing the nuclear bomb would be the equivalent, but it's already been done, so it would have less impact. Uh, well, it would have as much impact as the original nuclear bomb. It's just people would say, oh, that's a very that's very derivative of the original invention. He's just gone and reinvented the wheel. Uh, well, I can tell you, if I invented reinvented the wheel, uh, I'd feel very proud of myself because it would mean that I'd also invented time travel and successfully gone back in time to before the wheel was invented to reinvent it. Wouldn't expect too much credit for reinventing the wheel. Uh, although I'd probably get it undeservedly then because people wouldn't realise it already being invented but I'd, I'd want the credit for doing the time travel part of it i think that would be the most the more impressive part of it oh what would be the point if you're just going to use it to go back and do things that were already done you're going to go back and effectively undo them and redo them what would be the point in that i don't know uh, maybe uh, the only reason to redo anything is to figure out how it works you take something apart to figure out how it works and i suppose it's the same with the with the space time continuum why would 
wouldn't it be? Why wouldn't it be the same with the space-time continuum? Everything's part of that. Everything's part of the the space-time continuum. Covers a multitude of uh, of stuff. It covers space and time and continuity and discontinuity and all the rest. Everything, everything between and from uh, from one end of the solar system to the other end and outside that and the whole universe. The whole universe, basically. That's what her covers. Uh, or maybe it doesn't. I don't know. I don't know. I haven't read any of Professor Stephen Hawkins' books. I haven't even done him that courtesy of reading his books. Uh, why would I? I don't need to. I don't need to read them. I know what's in them. I know what's in them. Uh, it's all stuff about fucking uh, time travel. He comes up and says, uh, oh, uh, me and uh, me and uh, Bobby. No, that's a different thing. Me and Bobby McGee. That's completely unrelated. That's a song. That's a, that's a country and western song. Goes, uh, good enough for me and Bobby McGee. Is that that's a, that's some sort of a thing too? Uh, there's another thing as well, and it's called uh, Back to the Future. It's a movie, and it's only sprung to mind now because I was thinking about Ghostbusters. Because your man now her Ghostbusters died yesterday, and everyone is going, "Oh, your man now her Ghostbusters died." Uh, here's a drawing. Uh, someone put out a, a cartoon drawing of him appearing out of the ghost uh, detection Hoover machine in Ghostbusters, and it said, "Oh, isn't this really?" Pr- Profound and touching. Here's a picture of a, uh, a dead, a dead actor coming out of a fictional ghost-busting Hoover machine. Isn't that great? And everyone said, "Oh, that's great! I'm going to retweet that. I'm going to retweet it. It's being tweeted already, but I'm going to retweet it to add, to add my, oh, to add my two pence halfpenny of credit to us and give us a, give her a bit of a, oh, give her a bit of a push up in the charts like you used to do when you went out and you bought." Bohemian Rhapsody on vinyl. It's say, oh, I like Bohemian Rhapsody. I'm going to go out and buy a copy of it on a round thing. At least you got a round thing in those days. When you when you get a tweet, it's nothing. It's just stuff. Uh, incidentally, follow at Into Your Head Pod on Twitter because that's me. That's me. And also follow at Irish Airwaves on Twitter because that's the new me. That's the new me. Another me that does other stuff or will be doing other stuff shortly when I get round to it uh, time uh, taking my time Take is it going to be a bit like that other thing I did a couple of years ago with the iPhone stuff except it's going to be stuff that I'm interested in I have this new thing where I oh, I decide I'm going to do stuff that I'm interested in rather than stuff that crap that bores the arse off me such as for example uh, what am I not going to well anything anything I'm not going to oh there's somebody with green headlights over there in the next estate. Somebody's driving around with green headlights at 10 to 2 in the afternoon on the sunniest day in some time. He's got green headlights. Uh, this neighbourhood has gone to shit this week. There's people outside installing water meters outside every house. They have the place dug up and they're putting in water meters. They're going to measure every fucking ounce of H2O that we ingest now, starting later on in the year. Because somebody in Brussels in the EU says we have to. He says you have to measure your water now and charge everyone accordingly. You can't be having different people all paying the same amount uh, when they're clearly drinking 
drinking different amounts of water and consuming different amounts of water. That's, uh, that's just taking the piss out of the people over in Ethiopia who they don't pay for water at all and don't get any. Uh, if they don't pay for water and they don't get any, uh, then the people who do pay for water should be, well, the people who do get water should be paying for it. That's the theory anyway. And they said, uh, Ireland, uh, you can have your bailout, but you have to put in water meters. Uh, so we're getting water meters now. We're going to be an advanced society that charges people uh, for water. Uh, absolutely fuck it's a sign of a it's a sign of a of the world uh, well it's a sign of uh, it's a sign of the world going down the tubes. Down the tubes uh, true no, oh, what's that mean? Down the down the tubes is doesn't mean anything I know, but that's what it's something people say. They say the whole world is going down the tubes. Uh they were up shit creek without a paddle. Uh you wouldn't want to paddle in shit creek. You put your paddle down one side and then you'd lift it up and you'd put it down the other side and then you get that stuff dripping all over your left arm from the other paddle that's being in the shit. So don't be you don't want to be doing that. Maybe you do, I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe you'd prefer to have an onboard motor and then just well that would just put it spinning all over the place. That would have the same effect as the shit hitting the fan, except in this case it would be a motor going through the shit rather than the shit being flung at the fan. Uh, the motor, the motor fan thing would be uh, driving through the shit. So at least it'll be helping you get out of the shit, I suppose. I suppose that's preferable. An odd more board motor on a boat that's driving you through a uh, uh, shit creek and getting you out of shit creek is technically slightly less undesirable than uh, having a fan over your head that's having shit flung at it I suppose if you want to look at it in those terms if you want to be uh, if you want to take a positive attitude I suppose uh, anyway good morning into your head